RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. The last time Dr. Emmanuel Manny Garcia was on this program was back in April. And he was talking on the New Zealand Medical Council and the herd of elephants, not just one. There was a herd of elephants in the room. And you can search that out for replay here at realitycheck.radio. Dr. Garcia joins us again. Emmanuel Garcia, thanks for coming back to RCR. Oh, thank you very much, Paul. And Paul, if I may begin this by saying, referring to what we discussed last time, which is that the Medical Council is still going after doctors who have committed the sin of talking about natural immunity, of having prescribed ivermectin to help patients, and is holding them in front of health professional disciplinary tribunals, and they've instituted professional conduct complaints against these people who have done nothing but be good doctors, good solid doctors. In fact, one of them, a friend of mine, Peter Canaday, was in front of the health professional disciplinary tribunal, and it's now, I think, four months and they have not rendered a decision. Usually they render a decision within two or three days. I know that Peter Canaday put together a very comprehensive brief to counter their claims of uh, what they had accused them of uh, doing. And uh, I suspect they're trying to drag this out now forever. And other people are also going to be subjected to these tribunals, including Sam Bailey and others whom I won't mention because they're still concerned about um, being in, in the public eye while these proceedings are going on. So to me, all I can tell you is that it makes my blood boil and it's a, a, a sign of the travesty which they continue to impose upon us. The interesting thing, the, the, the thing that occurs to me is how can they hang on to this for so long? It's like trying to hold a grudge forever. It kind of yeah. ebbs away and wears off over time, you would expect, but they're still in there doubling down. Yeah. How do we explain that? Because they're so afraid of the truth. Because if, when the truth comes out, this whole thing is going to be blown up to, to be shown what it really has been, which is a vast charade and a uh, a terrible thing that's occurred in this country. So uh, I, would, I also wonder, you talked about, you used the word gaslight or gaslighting, right? Hmm. And very few, I don't know how many people know of the movie Gaslight. That's where the term comes from. It was a 1944 movie that starred the beautiful Ingrid Bergman and Charles Boyer, and, it, and the plot centered upon a uh, her husband, the Paula's husband, Ingrid Bergman's husband, who was artfully convincing her that she was uh, a kleptomaniac and she was imagining things and, and in order to drive her crazy and win over the estate because he had actually murdered her aunt or her mother okay. or whatever it was. Yeah. Anyway, so gaslighting comes from the term, she would say that the gaslights go down when he leaves the house. And he said, no, no, of course, nothing like that happens. You're all, you're imagining all this. And in fact, they actually did. So he was telling her that what she rightly perceived as reality was madness. And that gets right into this kind of stuff that you described with uh, the current prime minister saying that uh, uh saying this business about the the jabs and the mandates well let's, let's hear that shall we first of all thanks for that um explanation or that uh, bit of history on on the term that's really helpful okay have a listen to this um in terms of the vaccine mandates i acknowledge that it was a challenging time for people but they made ultimately made their own choices there was no there was no compulsory vaccination people made their own choices okay um okay 
Well, where do you want to begin? Well, from a psychologist's point of view, physician and psychologist or psychiatrist's point of view. Yeah. Everything we know, everything he knows, what's he saying there? Well, he's he's gaslighting us, basically. He's telling us, oh, all these, everything was in our imagination. Everything was just a choice that we had to make. Everything was fine. There was no vax apartheid society that was created wherein I couldn't even go and get a haircut or watch a play, go into a cinema, go into a restaurant, go to a gym, because uh, I just had a choice. I just made a choice. Uh, I'll give you the other choice to two of my colleagues. Now, you understand that there's a crisis in medicine in this country, in the medical system. In fact, there's going to be a strike soon. New Zealand is short of doctors. They're very short of psychiatrists, and they're extremely short of competent psychiatrists. Nonetheless, two of my friends and colleagues in the Wellington region made their choice not to get the jab, and they lost their jobs. Okay? So you tell me what kind of choice that is. That's like the mafia saying, you've got a choice to pay us uh, $1,000 a week or your business is going to burn down. This is not a choice, Paul. All right. So the, so the way, what he said there, the way he said it, did that, did that sound like a, a well-chosen set of words, every single word? It sounds like a script. Right. sounds like something that someone told him to say, this is the line you take when you're talking to people, and this is how you convince them. I mean, really, it's a very sick and a perverse thing. We know that politicians lie. We know everybody lies. Okay? We all, we're all human. Everybody lies. Politicians are, are known to be exceptional liars and very artful liars. This kind of lying really gets into that realm of gaslighting. So he's trying to tell me, oh, I'm crazy. There was nothing wrong. I just made a choice. There was no coercion. Of course, there was coercion. There was tremendous coercion. I can tell you a lot of people who were coerced. I can tell you about midwives who couldn't work. They were mandated out of their jobs. I can tell you about other psychiatrists and other doctors who were mandated out of their jobs. All right. And other people who were forced, who took the jab quite reluctantly because they had no choice. They had a family to feed. They had to keep their job to pay their rent. So this is a really very highly perverse script that he's mouthing, and uh, it's it's truly deplorable. Would someone in his position, given all your experience <clears throat> and knowledge, would he would he believe any of that? Because he, he was part of the lived experience of this. He was kind of ground zero in a way. So he well, knows I, everything I, that happened. I, I can't tell you what he believes or doesn't believe. But well, what's likely, though? Yeah. How, how, how can one who has lived through that time and who has been a part of imposing those things on people not understand what went on? I think it's impossible. If it's a lie. Paul, it's a complete lie. Okay. It's a falsehood. It's a deception. It's trying to convince us that we're nuts, that we're crazy. We're the crazy ones. It's gaslighting. It really is gaslighting. How long do you think you can go on saying something like that, given there is a sort of a slow kind of wake-up going on, let's say slow motion? That, that, that's not, that's not going to age well, is it? Well, I hope not. It all depends on the population and how 
savvy the uh, the awakening is and and whether people you know there are, there are a lot of people here who just want to look forward look ahead move on and not look at anything in the past which i think is why a statement like that what a statement like that is capitalizing on okay we just want to get beyond it it's all over now we we want to look back there well we have to look back there because a tremendous number of people were hurt uh, there were people who lost their jobs, their livelihoods, who lost money, lost their homes because of the choice they were not permitted really to make. And that's what it comes down to. And it's a very sick, devious, and dastardly kind of thing. And we have to see it for what it is. This is beyond the usual po political lying, you know, and, and political graft and all the other stuff that goes on in these in these dirty areas. This is This is sick. This is like that what that character did to his wife in that movie. It's just him so far saying that. If we start to hear that from the same sort of line from his colleagues, that that'll tell us something that that's a, then a damage control exercise, isn't it? Clearly. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Right? Of course. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, let me give you, I have to bring up another example because this is, I try only to talk Paul about what I have first-hand experience with the knowledge of, okay? So I have first-hand experience of a health practitioner here who got the first jab, developed severe myocarditis, went to a cardiologist who wrote and who um, supported an exemption for him. And exemptions were narrowed down to do almost nothing really at that time. The exemption went to Bloomfield, and Bloomfield, without seeing the person in question, denied the exemption. The cardiologist was very clear. This had caused a severe condition. He could not get another jab. Nonetheless, Bloomfield denied the exemption and therefore put this, this health practitioner in the position of either getting another jab or not working, not, not earning a living, not supporting his family. And we can imagine that there were multiple cases. Like oh, the one of course. Yeah, there are many cases. Down yeah. to that individual, right? Yeah, and yeah. many cases. How could you, I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I would have always heard on the side of caution, do no harm, right? Well, that's what, well, in our, in our, in our new world, no, that doesn't count anymore. No, we were not allowed to talk. I mean, really, we were directed not to talk about anything negative about the jab, really. Okay. Uh, doctors were not providing informed consent. In fact, you really couldn't even give informed consent because this thing didn't have the time period to be evaluated fully. And now the evidence has mounted a significant a lot of, lot of evidence, which should appear clear even to the people who follow just mainstream media news and follow the party line that something is not right. Something is Something stinks here. Uh, about this jab. People are getting all kinds of uh, people, the incidence of strokes, renal problems, cardiac problems, and death have increased. There was also a cut, I don't know if you saw it from over the weekend too, it's been doing the rounds on X, formerly Twitter, and that was Brendan yep. Pascoe, who yep. lost his uh, franchise for Lone yep. Star, the restaurant chain. Yes. And he was calling out Chris Hipkins at the Avondale Markets. Yeah. And someone got some video of him. And a former colleague of mine, the deputy political editor of Radio New Zealand, kind of took the piss out of him. And he's been ratioed heavily on Twitter. People don't like what what happened there. 
Um, what do so you mean, what do you mean all, ratioed? What do you mean ratioed? I well, um, uh, the 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 negative comments to positive comments are way out of proportion. So he's been ratioed down. I think is the okay the, the way you put that. So people reacted very negatively to what he thought was a smart comment. The oh, okay, the, the radio, guy. This, yeah. But, good. but the thing is, that what it did it, is it showed up an incredible um, insensitivity to someone's plight, and. How do people get so insensitive? Do you think, Manny? Well, you know, uh, that's a that's a very good question. It's a kind of a hard question to answer simply. Uh, I think we have entered a a kind of new dimension with this whole this whole Corona period. You know, I was watching a comedian recently, and he talked about uh, before the dark times. Right, we're in, we're in very dark times where things that should be accepted as good right correct the way you do stuff has been turned over all right so yeah someone loses his job his income his his livelihood and it's cool to be insensitive somehow because because we've all any people who decided that they thought that they had some freedom they had some choice have been derided okay during that apartheid time by the way which was a significantly severe and awful thing there was a real division. There were a lot of there was a lot of hate coming from the the pro jab people towards the people who said, you know what, I'm going to be okay. And by the way, why are you so afraid? You got the jab. You should be happy. You're protected, right? Yeah, that never well, of makes course, sense. Of course, they weren't protected. Of course, they got COVID over and over again and on and on. But none of them. We're in this illogical twilight zone realm at the moment. All right, but uh, but but the media, Paul. Let me get back to these people in the media. These people are culprits. They're they're willing they're willing executioners of a terrible thing. They're the people who should be showing some impartiality, who should be investigating things, who should be speaking about caution, who should be sensitive to people's plights, and yet they feel the liberty to deride people who don't agree with what they've established for themselves is the truth, just like that famous single source of truth we had from the top. Yeah, so um, in terms of those who were not so nice to the unjab, let's say, they're finding out more information all the time and will keep on finding that out, yeah. probably whether they like it or not. Yeah. How, how do you think they as a mass or a block of of people who are on a particular side, how do you think they're going to kind of cope with that? Or is it that we've just got to get beyond it, forget it ever happened kind of thing, consign it to sort of history and not think about it more more deeply than that? But Because it's going to have some sort of effect on the society at some point, surely. Yeah, well, it's having effect already. I think you can't get beyond it by pretending it didn't exist. I think that the evidence that they're seeing of the jab's ineffectiveness of the adverse effects of how, how many kids have to die suddenly, how many athletes have to die suddenly. I mean, you know, the evidence is mounting. And even those people who were pro-jab and may still be pro-jab have to see what's going on. But the problem is that if you push this stuff in their faces, then psychologically their resistance is going to get very strong and their yeah. hatred and anger and animosity increase. So I think... From our part, what we've got to do is we've got to just live by example and show them that you don't have to live afraid, 
that you can go about enjoying life, that that being free is good, and let let the soft play of real evidence mount until it just can't be ignored, as opposed to kind of shoving it in their faces and saying, see, look, another person died, another person did this, another person, and that's happening all the time, okay? And there's been so much of that already. Uh, so I don't know how it's going to play out, Paul. Uh, I think that, uh, I'd like to think that the New Zealand population is intelligent enough to, to add one and one and make two, and also kind enough to say, we don't want to live in a society that's fractionated and divided along lines uh, that uh, have been drawn by some people up above who have been pulling strings. There were nobodies anyway. Yeah, that's a good way to think nobodies. Right? Nobodies, exactly. I mean, a exactly. guy from Upper Hutt who likes sausage rolls. Really? <laughs> what we're dealing with. Yeah, I mean, if you were thought that every non-jab person was going to die, you'd be struggling to explain why they're still walking around and happy. Yeah, we're walking around very healthy. You know, we're actually doing really well, okay? I mean, I honestly, the, the jab people I know have gotten COVID multiple times, have gotten some, whatever COVID is, you know, they've gotten it multiple times. I've been feeling great, but physically, that's, that's my own anecdotal evidence for myself. But it gets back, the fundamental fulcrum here and Paul, this is the critical thing, is our, our human, unalienable human rights. We do have a right to choose what we put into our bodies. We have rights to freedom, okay? They, didn't, they took away that, that right when they imposed those mandates. And that's what stimulated and sparked the parliament protests. We were against the mandates. You know, you, yep. there's always going to be another jab, Paul. There'll be another 10 jabs. They're going to have an mRNA. They're going to have, who, who the hell knows what they're going to come up with to get to stick a needle into every, into the flesh of every living being here in this earth, which is what it seems to be their mission. There's always going to be something else. But we have the right to say no. And, and we, who are they to penalize people? for saying, you can't stick me with this, you can't put this into me, I don't want it anyway. That's what the issue is. The issue is human autonomy and freedom. Okay, last question, uh, going back to the um, piece I played before, Chris Hipkins. <clears throat> is there anything, um, you may or may not be able to answer this in any way, but is there anything in the sound of his voice and what he said that indicates any sort of fear? Paul, I can't. I, 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 I don't delve. I don't indulge in uh, kind of analyzing public figures or pronouncements. I look at his words. What his words said said everything. Right. Okay. That says enough for me. And you can go. You can. You know, people can speculate about everything else. What he's saying already is is vastly untruthful. That's all I need to know. I think that's all anybody needs to know. The reason I, I mention that is because. If you know that something terrible might have happened here and that you were at the center of it, you'd, that would worry the hell out of you, wouldn't it? You, 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 I, could you sleep at night? Depends on who you are. Yeah, I suppose. Some, some, you know, I mean, if you're, some people can sleep sending the legions of people to their death, you know? Uh, it really depends on who you are, and that's, uh, that's something out of my realm, really. Um, yeah, we can't read minds like that. Dr. Manuel Manny Garcia, thanks for coming on the program and and giving us your view on that particular thing. 
Well, thank you, Paul, and thank you for doing what you're doing, which I think is really critically important, which is to get get some actual news out to people. I applaud you, and I really uh, uh, am grateful that you're in this position to do so. Thank you for saying that. We'll talk again soon, I'm sure. Okay. Thanks, Paul. RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio.